Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I'm coming up on a rebrand. I know that we've talked about a lot about being the Shit 90 Squad or maybe like the Shitheads, but I think that we should just be like sticky... The sticky. Bandit. I don't want to be. No, I don't want to be sticky. Anything. This, like literally, never do I want to be sticky. sticky. Show stop me. How about Why? That? That's because terrible. maybe I want a glove made of tape to collect all so sorts you're of the things. Marv? You're the Marvin on the Harry. I mean, they got he got like pearls from the ground with that sticky hand. He also got bricks to the face like seven times. <laughs> We're high on bricks. You do love Brick Talk, so oh, I totally I that. I forgot about Brick Talk, but yeah. Oh, you haven't watched Brick Talk? Is it off your um it hasn't your come page up. or whatever? It hasn't come up. No, not in your algorithm anymore. No, no, That's too bad. Yeah. Um, we're talking Home Alone too. Obviously, you read the title of this podcast before you could play. Like we all know, you did. We're talking Home Alone too. Tis the season. Yeah, it won the poll. It did win the poll. That's right. A we really, did do a poll. Yeah, we we can't forget how we got here. This is we, a democratic society. We tried everything to not cover this movie. Um, no, no, we tried everything to not cover Batman. I would have gone full in on Batman. But... I like Batman, but like, is that putting yeah. me in the jolly spirit? Absolutely no not. Clue. But here we are. We co- we covered Home Alone one last year. We did with. Someone who is also joining us today. Yeah, another sticky bandit. Another sticky bandit, Chappelle. How are you? I'm good. I am the stickiest <laughs> of bandits. Uh, so and sticky. I, I, I'm happy to be back. But I am disappointed that we did not talk about Batman Returns because yeah. that is my favorite Christmas movie. There we go. 
Did you vote for it in the Die Hard? I voted for it on the Nothing But Netflix account, the Chappelle account. (laughs) (laughs) I I wonder how many votes. I knew it. I knew like the Batman people were voting in multiple ways. Just like, you know, the Cherry Hill people back in the R half days, we always (laughs) used to blame the Cherry Hill, New Jersey people. Like, yes, oh, there are so many accounts. Paul was probably quote tweeting that crap and getting all his like followers and stands to be like voting for Batman out there. I well, I could have tried to leverage my uh uh Z to ZZ list celebrity to try to get a, a few more votes, maybe like four. I believe it. I believe <laughs> but, it. It was a very I did not. It was a very, very close poll. Um the results were mm-hmm. tight, but yeah. home alone too, it was. And of course. It's the holiday season, and we can't have just one guest on. We have to have two. Bringing these two together for the holiday season, for a little bit of love, you know, a little bit of friendship, we had to bring on the one, the only, Touchdown Tommy. Tommy, how are you? I'm doing great, uh, except for I was at a a concert, and, uh, uh, you know, some kid behind me was wiggling my ears. How did no one stop that kid? They, they, listen, Tommy. They get so they give Buzz so much. They really do. And he's I the just, worst. He sucks. He sucks. I, I totally, I totally agree. Totally. This is this is why I'm never like. I always laugh at the line in the first Home Alone. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Because you know what, Buzz deserves to be ridiculed. He's the worst. Mm-hmm. He's but the does his girlfriend older. deserve to be ridiculed though? Absolutely like, not. But you know yeah. what. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's other things to drag buzz about. <laughs> like, there's a list we could have went to. Um, but Tommy, how are you doing? Um, what's your what's your history here with Home Alone? Because obviously we talked to Chappelle last year about the first Home Alone, but you had a little bit of a hot take to say before we got on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing great. Life's wonderful as the the holiday times, uh, but. Home Alone 2 is probably my least favorite Christmas movie. And it's because I was an ABC family boy. You know, like that that channel was like on 24-7, especially when they did their Christmas movie marathons. Ooh, and yeah. this movie was on way too much. Maybe I, it just was synced to my schedule. It was always on. And I never saw Home Alone 1 because it was always Home Alone 2 that was pitched as like the, the peak Christmas. It's more Christmas than even Home Alone. It's, it's more Home Alone. And I was, it was always on. Bird Lady was scary to me. Oh, yeah. The pigeon Lady. Yeah. The funny thing is about Home Alone 2 is he's not even Home Alone. He's lost in New York, as the subtitle would say. <laughs> like he's not. He's not. I don't know. I guess like Sarah, I guess this. I could see how this would be like quoted as the more Christmassy movie because like literally New York is like always viewed as like the most Christmas Christmasiest city. So oh, you're making a face. It is um the tree yeah. in Rockefeller Center. That's true. Like snow, right? Like you, you're yeah. not going to be like, oh, the most holiday city is freaking Orlando, Florida. Like no. Well, I mean Miami. They do. You could put some lights on some palm trees. I heard. I literally never, ever want to do that. Okay. I guess so. So, I mean, obviously, I live in New Jersey. I definitely um, take New York for granted. I'm not that impressed with it. 
Um, I, of course, have seen the tree in Rockefeller Center and I skated there and I've seen all the shops. So, yeah, like I've done the New York City Christmas thing. Am I impressed by it? No, because <laughs> it's really, really busy. It is. Uh, Chappelle, have you ever have you ever visited New York City around Christmas time? No, I've only been to New York twice, but uh, I, I am completely the uh, opposite of Sarah here. I yeah. Watching this movie, first of all, Tommy's wrong, but also watching this movie <laughs> as a child was just amazing to me. This is my Christmas movie because I think this is kind of like my dream as a kid was to just be like in some huge city with all the lights and all the people by myself where I could just like kind of run them up. I have endless mm. money, you know, and just do what I want to yes, do. Yes, um, yeah, so this this is my jam. Right? This speaks to me to to on a core level. Like I'm a seven, and this is the most seventieth stuff I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've always wanted to do like the holidays. Uh. You know, in in New York or you know yeah. in that area. But I'm from I'm from Texas, so we don't get any of this. I think that everybody should experience it at least once. It really, I mean, it really is a sight to see, especially um the Bloomies windows and all of that. Um, it's the Bloomingdale's oh, for those unfamiliar with Bloomingdale's. It's just, yeah, 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 yeah. I, <laughs> I feel, of course, of course. I just think that uh, I, I never thought as New York is the most Christmassy sea. Uh, I just think like when you look Very at a lot of, well, yeah. Me, I mean, okay. what's what's more Christmassy? That's a great question. Well, I think beside, I feel like the only other thing that is more Christmassy mm -hmm. is if you're looking at like Hallmark movies. It's like a small town in Vermont, like a oh, made up yeah, small yeah, town yeah. in Vermont that you go home to. I feel like London really wants the most Christmassy what? city. London? Oh, because London? of Love Actually? Uh, no, I don't know. Oh. They just love Christmas, like going to Harrods during Christmas. Going to where? It's like the British Macy's. Oh. <laughs> British yeah, well, forget it I, I guess don't know. Huh. like look at the movie serendipity like yeah. look at this movie like a lot of these I, I just I think to me the reason it is that way is because people especially I live in upstate New York and a lot of people will like go down to the city which is what we call New York City the city go to the city around the holidays for shopping for ice skating to see the tree mm -hmm. like it's a big thing people do um yeah i mean you're from buffalo was this a thing i mean you're a, a bit farther obviously it's a bit of like what like an eight hour drive to go to the city for you but like was this a thing for you do you see the new york city as like the christmas city yeah i think so and i think snow is a big factor like when you think of big cities la's out there's no snow there you know right. florida mm -hmm. there's no so i think i think it is and i definitely knew like people that would like road trip to new york city and be like all right we're going for the christmas time vibes oh like people would go down from from western new york which mm -hmm. uh, is farther than people think it is it's, it's a hike to get down to new york city so i'm just learning i'm a jaded asshole and i'm okay with that well to be it, fair like you said like because of your proximity to the city it's not as like big of a deal for you because you could like hop and bop right on over there yeah um but yeah this is one of those new york city movies um uh my husband who grew up on long island knows new york city very well and he said it is like super inaccurate like a lot of times <laughs> kevin will be running and he's like how that would have taken like a 20 minute run to get from this place to this place like yeah you know the, the that was my hottest kevin take is... i guess i was just like he i said to drew who i haven't gotten drew to watch one movie with me in the three years that we've done this podcast except for home alone 2 <laughs> so i feel like that should say enough because yeah. i've i've not been able to hold his attention at all he watched this movie with me 
And I said to him, I was, I was like, Kevin's really all over the place here. He was in Chinatown. He was. Um, he started at what? JFK, right? That's where they landed. No, he started off in LaGuardia. Oh. Oh, Ugh, wait, is, which one did I go to, Sarah? You know, I went to one of those New York uh, airports recently. Well, Whichever one it was, I hated it. So it's that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember which one. but It wasn't I mean, JFK because JFK is like really clean and nice. It was like were probably one. in LaGuardia. Yeah. LaGuardia is trash. Don't fly there. Yeah. Well, so he was all he was all over the place. He was on the Upper East Side. He was in Central Park. Um as like a person that has watched a lot of SVU, I was very concerned and Kevin hanging out in Central Park all the time. Because everybody dies in Central Park in SVU. Everybody. They even said it in this movie. They're like, uh, kids should be terrified of the park because, I mean, yeah. no one makes it out of there alive. And I was thinking, what? You know, Central again, Park again. is terrifying, especially at night. Yeah, as a, as a kid, that was probably like, you know, like Tommy said, he was afraid of the pigeon lady. And I, I too, was kind of like, you know, not loving her because she's in the park and she's scary. But, you know, Sarah, to your point about proximity, my proximity to, to New York is these movies and stuff, right? So, yeah. of course, it makes sense for it to be Christmassy to me because what I can't really think of a New York movie that doesn't have a Christmas scene in it. Scrooge, The Miracle 34th Street, you know, like they're all like these so big true. Christmas movies. Even I think when Harry met Sally, they were like, it was Christmas. Hell, Into the Spider-Verse was a Christmas movie, you know, like <laughs> like randomly yeah. a Christmas tree around. Uh, so it's just, that's what, what comes, you know, comes with the territory and being, you know, in New York or at least viewing New York from thousands of miles away. Mm-hmm. Are you is in it- the Christmas spirit this year? <laughs> what does that mean anymore? You know, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I've, I've asked everybody and everyone's like, meh, except for Jessica, who seems like really zippy about Christmas. I really love Christmas. I think I'm just exhausted, though. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's not I'm not exhausted by Christmas. I'm just exhausted by the extra things that come along with the holiday season. So you have Mm -hmm. extra like parties you have to go to things you have to prep for presents you have to buy and wrap and you have to decorate. And it's just like adding that onto my already busy schedule has made it to the point where I'm like, I'm not resenting the holidays more that so that I'm resenting all the other responsibilities that I have, but I'm just like, I'm just very tired at this point of the year. I think. Well, this is my tip for wrapping gifts just to save you time. Mm-hmm. Just set yourself up, set up everyone in your life as a notoriously bad rapper. That's oh, what I've yeah. done. Oh, since but I've kid. already established myself as a good rapper. What am I supposed <sighs> to do now? <laughs> your skills have depleted. Yeah. <laughs> just, my hands hurt this year, everyone. <laughs> I don't I don't cut a single a single piece. I, I cut the strip that I need. And then I just mash it all together. And this, put it I can't. Oh my god, that's horrifying. I can show you Tommy's rapping skills. Oh, that's yeah, horrible. See, my brother is the one who is who just doesn't rap. Like he will give you something literally in like a grocery bag, and that's yeah, it. I, no, just go get the like Christmas bags. You know, that's what I do. Go get I the bags. I just bag. hate the way they look. I really don't like them. This year, I did get though. I bought. You know, like clothes boxes that you normally have to have. Clo- oh, Tommy! Tommy, 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 Tommy just Tommy, brought in a present he wrapped. Tommy, that looks like a five-year-old did it. it looks Tommy, this horrible. is for Rebecca. Your your girlfriend. No, is that for Rebecca? Tommy. Yes, but it's everyone. It's that's why you set it up. It's no one cares because they're like, oh, classic Tommy, you're gonna have the bad. <laughs> Tommy sucks at wrapping presents. That's a bar low, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no. Saves so much time. No stress about wrapping gifts oh, over here at the no. Pizzullo house. 
<laughs> oh no! See, that like, looks I like just... that looks like pasta wrapped that present. It wrapped it. Yeah, I did. I will say this year though, I did get clothes bo- clothes boxes that have decorations on them, so I don't need to then I don't need to put the clothes in the box and then wrap the box. I could just put the clothes in the box and then the box is already like wrapped. Oh, that's very lazy. Okay, well, you know what? I have a lot to do, Sarah. <laughs> I just Jesus. feel like I was like, oh, okay, so you're getting the box so that's easier to wrap the present. No, no, I got the boxes so I don't have to keep wrapping shit because I have so many goddamn presents to wrap and I have a week until Christmas. <laughs> Dude, hire me. I would send them, yeah. Send them over here. I got your back. No, Tommy. Absolutely not. <laughs> send them to Tommy. Oh my um, god. Let let's Let's talk about like what Kevin got into this year, because yeah, freaking we met Kevin. Kevin last year. I don't know how old Kevin is supposed to be. He but said, is, "Isn't he eleven or ten? Eleven. So he was okay. What he, he said, and I think he's eleven kids, or ten. Kid aged. That's Literally, funny. who cares or knows? He's too. Sure. He's too young to be in the city by himself, but old enough where like he doesn't get questioned too much. Apparently, when he just is using a credit card everywhere he goes. Yeah. Um. One year later, and he's already still a fuck up. I can't believe it. <laughs> and you would think, you would think that after last year, everybody would be like, so sorry, Kevin. Like, we abandoned you last year and yeah. you caught the wet bandits and we're so grateful for you. But oh, how a year has passed and everybody has forgotten how much Kevin has done for society. Because it's, it's shit on Kevin time again. They hate him. They hate him so much. Yeah. And honestly, like we watched the first movie, and I was like, Kevin's a badass kid, but his family sucks too. Um, yeah. He, in this movie, Kevin was fine. He was doing. He was minding his own business, singing. Yeah. He had a Christmas solo. He tried to turn his life around after getting deserted by his family last year, <laughs> and then his stupid ass brother starts like, uh, like, like Tommy said, like playing the drums on his head with like candles and stuff like that during the middle of the yeah. Christmas concert. Buzz deserved to get punched in the face. And his mom should have made Buzz, like, apologize sincerely. But she's so hell-bent on making Kevin, uh, you know, be held accountable for his actions that she doesn't even give a damn that they don't treat Kevin like he has, like, like he has any, like, place in this family. That's why you keep leaving him, too, because y'all don't care about Kevin. I really think we should investigate the parents. I do, too. Literally, no one cares. Like, at one point at the very end of the movie when the mom is, like, running around New York trying to find Kevin, my husband was like, Literally, no one else cares about where he is. They're all just sitting back at the hotel. Like, leave Tommy. Leave one person at the hotel just in case for some reason he ends up there. Send everyone else out looking. Like, tag team this thing. Yeah, exactly. The the parents and the oldest kids. I don't think that... I don't think that Kevin's little cousin. Oh, Fuller can go fuck himself. Fuller, Ah. who is like little Roman Roy, right? Drinking his fucking Cokes all day long, Tommy. He's trying to wet the bed, this little fucker. He wants, like, that's his game plan. They even said, like, oh, we all have He's like, challenge accepted. I will wet the bed, even with, (laughs) like, like, that's how it came up. Yeah, the whole family seems to not care at all that he was missing. And it's, like, they're honestly just like, He's ruining our vacation, grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. It's like, all right, he's a kid in the city by himself. Maybe put that aside for a second. He's a terrified kid. I mean, he's not as terrified. He's having a great time. But they don't know that. And, like, the mom in the beginning with with Buzz, like, 
she not only like like put it back on Kevin and then put last year's back on Kevin, like had to remind him and be like, you know what? This is just like last year. You thought you were, you thought you were uh, mistreated, but really it was all in your head. It's like, no, we watched it. What is the world? <laughs> is this gaslighting? Like she, she's legitimately like you ruined Christmas last year. Don't ruin Christmas this year. It's all your fault. It's like, you forgot him. You yeah. forgot him. It's your fault. And this he was time, home alone. I will say this time, Part of it is Kevin's fault. Only yeah. a small part of it. And it's simply because he literally, they're trying to run to the gate because this dumb fuck unplugs his alarm clock and no one seems to notice. Yeah. And they're and running. nobody else is responsible for wake-up calls. And oh, nobody how wakes are these up. People? There's like 12 people and not a single person is waking up early in the morning. You people yeah. are old as fuck. I am 30 and I can tell you there's no way I'm sleeping in that late. It's not happening. It's, it's not true. happening. It's true. Also, but yeah, he's a lot running of trust through. on the dad. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah well, he, he keeps unplugging the alarm clock. You know, like, uh, the dad was the one who did it, I believe. And yeah, so like, get a goddamn battery backup. What are you doing? Right. Like, why? Y- y'all are mad at Kevin, but you definitely are running late because of your piss poor preparation. Yes. Uh, I will give them last last year. Last year, Kevin was badass kid. And so a lot of this was on Kevin's plate. This year, like I said, just a tiny bit of it is on Kevin because he does get distracted in the airport. But if you have an 11 year old who is prone to getting lost, you shouldn't, he should never leave your eyesight. Ma'am, you rush hands running, you know? Right. Everybody you're grab hands. To the plane. Exactly. And you get on the plane and you, you don't see him. Yet that is your child. There are other kids here. Let them, yeah. their parents can can deal with them. You yeah, work fuck it. You know, you know what I got to say? And this is the same as last year. Fuck Uncle Freak. Uncle Freak. Oh, yeah fucking sucks why is he invited back i'm pretty sure is his kid fuller because that would make a whole lot of sense if his Mm. kid's fuller that That guy sucks the only good thing he gave us was when (laughs) when um kevin is in the bathroom uh and he has that little like talk boy toy thing and he records him like uh get out of here you pervert or i'll slap you silly like that's literally the only good thing uncle frank is giving us yeah is that is that a good thing Oh, it's funny. It's, he just wanted iconic. to get his tie. Yeah. Um, I mean, to that's be the fair, only... he was recording him singing. So yeah. Well, that's the only reason I know that song for one. You know, like that song. Put that song is put on the map by by Uncle Frank. So I give him mm-hmm. that. Uh, but also that toy, that the recorder was such a big deal in the nineties. Like I remember it, it just like it yeah. took over. Like Kevin did so much for the toy industry just with this movie because I was like, everybody wanted that recorder. There were like McDonald's versions of that recorder around. I wanted one. I definitely didn't get one. But I remember going to like Toys R Us and playing with other people's shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like recording people and then yeah. leaving it there. But, yeah. Um, such an iconic gift. The old, the old IMDb thing said that that toy was not a thing up until Home Alone 2. And then they made a talk boy is that what it is talk boy talk boy and a talk girl girl. yeah uh tommy is this on your christmas list this year to get a talk boy (laughs) uh you know it just happened to miss the cut on on Mm. the christmas list this year but uh in the 90s i definitely had had a recorder would do like fake radio shows i would record songs and then record little like announcing voices to it it was not good but (laughs) yeah i mean i was very focused on the hit clips but I did not have a talk boy. Do you know what hit clips? Cool. What? Oh, is hit clips the little, those t- teeny tiny little things that you would put in and it would play like a single song from a CD or something? It was like 30 seconds from a song. It was, a, it was literally a hunk of junk, but yeah. Who doesn't those like were a, a thing, hit though? Clips? Yeah, they were a thing. 
but yeah, like honestly, I also agree with Kevin. Like, I don't want to go to Miami for freaking so because they're in Chicago and they're leaving Chicago to go to Miami for Christmas. And uh, and Kevin's not into it, and neither am I. Um, but Kevin's dream comes true, and he ends up on a plane to New York City because he follows some rando on the plane, and the freaking lady doesn't even follow up and make sure that that's actually Kevin's dad. But that's you know he, neither very here nor interesting. There. This would never happen in a post nine eleven era, <laughs> but like you know back then, I it is realistic. Like the way they do it is very realistic that like he bumps into the lady all the tickets go flying he's the kid the the plane is about to leave like okay it kind of makes sense he says oh hey i see my dad okay great go find a seat sit down yeah kid. go find a seat i mean not even what is your seat number just go find an open seat well i mean hmm. southwest doesn't have assigned seats not they were That's driving true. they were doing american airlines but Wait, still. You mean? southwest you've never you, uh... you never went on a southwest plane you just you just uh fly by like boarding group. So if you're in the first boarding group, you just go sit down wherever you, just you find sit. Find a seat. Yeah, it's How wild, have you wild never west. flown Southwest before. I, I mean, it's like that... the cheapest way to fly, even though it's also like one of the more shitty ways to yeah, fly. But just, where you want to go? You know, I you've known me for three years. I've gone on like one and a half trips. So <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, you started during the pandemic, so that's not really like an indictment exactly. or anything. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, I for one disagree with Kevin. Like I'm trying to get to Miami every time the like the the weather drops below 72. You know, I I'm sorry, <laughs> Christmas in Miami just sounds like heaven. But do I have a question? Do y'all think that this was feasible back then? Like, did people's kids ever get on the wrong flight? Because we know it's virtually impossible now. But is there a world where someone's family goes this direction and their kid goes a different direction yeah, pre 9 11? I don't. I don't know. I feel like the way they do it is believable, right? Like, if he had showed up with just his ticket, like, obviously it says he should be going to Miami. But being that he smashes into the lady, all the tickets go flying, he is telling her, my dad got on that flight. And, like, Tommy, by the time they get on the plane, like, he's like, yeah, that's my dad. And this woman is just trying to get this plane off on time, you know? Yeah, it's it's clear she definitely just wanted to – it was, like, real late. You know, they probably – he was the last person to get on. So it's like, all right, we just need to get this plane going. But it's – I agree. I don't think it happened often, but it, this was the one scenario. You know, in the multiverse of scenarios, this is the one scenario that would work where you got to hit the ticket, knock them all over, rush mm -hmm. in – uh, and happen to have a guy with the same code as your dad too. Now, and you're also banking on there being an open seat on this plane. That's true. So um, it was American Airlines. Yeah, it was American it's, Airlines. They have a policy now that kids five to fourteen can fly alone without um, unaccompanied. So oh well, he, getting on the plane is possible. Um, I wonder. I wonder. There's just no way you'd be able to board in this situation without mm -hmm. figuring out the ticket situation. Like that's just not happening. Um, they, you get charged an extra $150 to get babysat. I was just going to say, cause they're babysitting your kid. That's why yeah. uh, when you get, you get to get um, boarded early. I I'm in a boarding class five or the last one and it's really freaking embarrassing. So if they get to pre-board, then I'm very jealous. Literally the only reason to have a kid is to get to board early on planes. Because they, get, they, they always get, get extra snacks. Right yeah, I'm literally <laughs> always in the last boarding group. And I don't think I've ever not been in like seven Really? You don't like do yeah. it because 24 hours before you could check in and then you could try to get 
You never yeah, do? but I'm like the person who's like, oh, 24 hours I can check in. And, but like at 24 hours and like 45 minutes, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to check in. And then by then it's like, all oh, gone. yeah, of course, all the seats are gone and I'm in the last boarding group. Yeah, that's always Jesse, my, my story. I think you guys stumbled on something, though. Business idea. You could <laughs> rent a kid for air, airlines to get in that early check in. You go oh. with it. An uncompany minor, you become their their babysitter for the flight. Okay, but you get to go on to that pre. This, I don't want to babysit though. This do I get their terrible. snacks though? They get extra you get snacks. Snacks, and you get paid for it. It'd be like babysitting, so it's like it's yeah. your job. So do I get the hundred and fifty dollars instead of American yeah. Airlines? Yeah, yeah. I would do it. Yeah, undercut them. Yeah, Americans charging one fifty. You say okay for fifty dollars. I I will watch your kid because I mean on a plane, what do you have to watch them do? They just sit there exactly, and, so like, and they get. Yeah, they get, I feel like um, I would only want to do it if the kid was like 12 or 13, though, because then they're probably at the stage where they're just on like a tablet or like their phone the whole time versus like a kid that's like younger than that is going to want to talk no. to me. And I don't Why would talk. you want to hang out with a 12 year old. They're just watching you and judging you the whole time. No, they're watching their phone and judging no, their phone. They're the probably whole time. like your outfits ugly. Your hair is dumb. Like they're right. 12. And, Why would yeah. you want to hang out with a middle schooler? And to I be fair, tr- kids these days are on their tablets at the age of five. You know, they, they are true. they are on yeah. their tablets watching YouTube and they are not worried about you at all on the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank this goodness he did end up in New York, though, because he seems to be very familiar with New York, especially the Plaza Hotel. So, well, yeah, he saw the commercial he and he was out. like, hell yeah, that looks legit. Yeah. And somehow Kevin knew what they were going to ask his dad. And he thought it would be okay to do like a voice modulator on a, on his own voice. And it sounds horrifying. I don't understand like how robot. the woman who took like that call wasn't immediately like, is there a serial killer coming to our hotel? Like this guy sounds terrifying. Hey, he's doing the work, but yeah, it's hard. It is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I like that he came up with the plan. It's so innovative, right? Like he's like, I will record because he already was walking around with like ammo of like he already had a soundboard, right? He had Uncle Frank, he had a couple other things uh, recorded on there, but he had the common sense to say, okay, they're gonna these are the questions they're gonna ask me. His mom was shocked that he knew how to use a credit card. No, this man, this, I'm shocked that 11 year old knew how to make a reservation at a hotel in general, <laughs> yeah. and then to also know that they're gonna eventually ask me for my credit card information yeah. and identification at some point. Like he had it all figured out. That's a smart kid. Oh yeah, he's a baby genius. He's very impressive. He knew everything. Like it wasn't even just that he knew all of those things, but I felt like he was able to sell all of these lies. Like he was able to lie instantly without really needing to have any plans of it. Right. Tommy, he's just like, Oh, my dad is a businessman. Oh, there was a meeting. Like, why weren't you in the meeting? Oh, they're boring. I wanted to come here. Like it was, it was, they just flowed right off his tongue so easily. Yeah. He had everything like perfectly planned out. And that's why like the Tim Curry character, why he became so sus of him. I'm like, I don't know. This this seems to check out. Like, I want to think twice about Kevin's lie. Like, I would just, I would have let him stay in the hotel. It'd be fine. Tim Curry had a vendetta against Kevin instantly. He saw that yeah. kid and he was like, that little fucker. And then the Rob Schneider character, um, not for nothing. Again, I will, t- I tip like the hotel staff and everything, but like, why is he doing the like money symbol at everybody? You know what tacky. I mean? Like, so tacky. You, it is. It's, and especially you're at a hotel that you have to wear gloves to be that guy. Then you shouldn't be doing the tacky thing of this thing, you know, no. with the hands. Don't no. do that. I feel like that is that would give me the opposite effect. If you're doing the little 
finger movements, then that's like 10 bucks off your tip every day. Mm-hmm. Although Buzz gave him used gum, which was one of the grossest things that I've ever seen. That was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He, they, I mean, Tim Curry was extremely suspicious. At first, I didn't understand. I guess he just really doesn't like minors in his hotel because I thought that he was trying to steal money from him or or jewelry or whatever well i think he said to rob schneider like look find out who this kid is or what he's up up yeah also because he has uh uh problems with people breaking the rules not because he and he doesn't like unaccompanied minors not because he wanted to take anything from him I, I think know? he's a hotel hero. Like he's like, this yeah. is his job, so he's got to do it at the peak ability, yeah. and he gets a thrill from catching catching criminals. Is I think what I got out of him. Number like, one is, concierge yeah. at the Plaza. I was hotel. gonna ask, like, is his job like? Oh yeah, he is a concierge. So it, yeah. to me, I was like, is he paid enough to care this much about this no. little kid in the hotel? You know? No, they just be thinking like. You know, like I'm going to be super saver person today, and I just I, this is my goal. Like I guess being a concierge is damn boring because now all of a sudden he's got like a task for the day. Leave that kid alone. I'm look. I am someone who has been confronted at a hotel by the concierge before because I was black. But anyway, uh, the point is they confronted me like, do you stay? Do you are you at this hotel? Like do you do you have a room oh here? Because I was in the pool. And I was like, yes, I do. Well, can you show me the room? Okay, I will. But after that, you need to go get your manager immediately. Yes. Like. Uh, yes, you, you better. We will walk to that desk, and then I'm going to stand there until we get to the bottom of all of this. So yeah, sometimes I just hate an overzealous like concierge person, or you know, just just do your job, sir. Yeah, because I was especially because it's like it's again, it's New York City around Christmas time. You have a lot of time to dedicate to like yeah. stalking this little kid around. <laughs> your job is to make recommendations on where to go, of what shows to see, and what food places to go to. Your job is to order cars and limousines your job is not to monitor me and to see if i should be at this hotel or not sir and regardless like if even if like you know like they found out like it is you know he did steal the credit card clearly this kid is in trouble then like be more concerned about that than like calling him a criminal it's like clearly he's he's an unaccompanied minor like that should be your concern (laughs) and also he has like bags of cash so even if the credit card is stolen, he can just hand over the stinking cash to pay for the hotel room. Yeah. How, how about do you have call to the police, to... Tim Curry? How about you call the cops? You know, like, uh, <laughs> this is not your job. Just be like, I think there's a st- stolen credit card. Could you come and look into it? I, I don't uh-huh. understand. But no, he's got his cape on. I'm very curious to know too, like what you all like think of, like what what is the first thing you think of when you think of Tim Curry? Like what show or movie or something mm-hmm. do you think of? Because I have one, and I'm like, I feel like it feels unpopular. Like what I am at, what I remember him from the most. Yeah, and is anytime I hear his voice, I think of Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> yeah, I knew yeah. you were gonna say <laughs> that. But being a person that grew up in the '90s, I think that's an excellent answer. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, it's uh, Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my husband said his was Clue, which I could also see. Like Clue is a big one. Fair. But Tommy, what about you? What do you think Mine of was both of yours? Nigel or Rocky is like the two I think of first. Yeah. Yeah. It feels sure. right, right? It's because he talks, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> it's like, well, Nigel's just such an iconic. The yeah, just yeah, very that iconic voice. voice. Yeah, I'm Nigel Thornberry. Yeah. <laughs> 
and so yeah, so he's a bit. Okay, here we go. Him. I found the plaza. What they are equipped to assist um, on their website. <laughs> they are doing the research. Okay. On the they, okay. So they can um, assist guests in assessing the best of New York's events and attractions, including mm-hmm. restaurant reservations, theater tickets, concert passes, and sporting sporting events. Okay. That's that's part of their job. Uh, they can advise on restaurants, nightlife, sporting, theater, sightseeing, shopping. Uh, it says nothing about if kids are allowed to hang out in there or not. Um, <laughs> it also talks about how they they have a two pet policy, so you can bring two pets. Oh so, wow! Yeah, Asia can bring both cinnamon and pepper. There you go to the puzzle. <laughs> um, so. Kevin is hopping and bopping all over New York City like we talked about. Like, he goes everywhere. I'm like, he must have been – he had to have gotten a ton of cabs. I mean, he has, like, plenty of money to get cabs. But I'm like, he was all over the city. And he ends up at this toy store, which is obviously based on FAO Schwartz. Like, there's – you know, it's not a real – like, Duncan's is not a real toy store. Um, But I – like – as a kid, Chappelle, watching this scene, it was just like, oh, my God, I want to go there. Yeah. The first time I ever went to New York as a 29-year-old, I went <laughs> directly to that store. You know, like, it was on my oh. list of things that I needed to do. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I, I I know New York from television, so everything that I've seen on TV and movies has to happen in this one trip. I was only there for, like, I don't know, 18 hours, and I accomplished all of my goals. I saw everything that's ever been televised and put on a movie um, but yeah, no, this was this was incredible. And, you know, I, I like toy stores in general when I was a kid. Like, that was a thing. But also, it was a Christmas toy store at that point. You know, yes. like, all the things were so Christmassy. And it was just, it was so much was fun magical. to see him this way. But did we, did we breeze past the, the point that he ran into the future president of the United States, Donald Trump? Ugh. Was that intentional? <laughs> <laughs> I just hated it. I hated it. I will it. say that I thought going into it the cameo was going to be longer and uh you know much harder to fathom but mm. it wasn't that long of a cameo i was hoping they had cut it out honestly <laughs> on disney, why would they cut it on because i wanted Plus? to do there because i wanted them to be like you know what fuck you and cut it out that's what i was hoping for yeah i think i read somewhere it's like he re- they were filmed in his hotel so they requested or he requested that he cameo in it or something like that. But I I could have done without it. <laughs> yeah, no one needs this. Um, but I I love I love Kevin like meeting Mr. Duncan, who oh he's like running the cash register and he owns the place and he's gonna like donate the day sales to children's hospital. And Kevin is such a little sweetheart. And he makes a donation and he's like, Don't worry, I have some money I can pay my mom back, but these kids need it more. And Mr. Duncan is such a sweetheart. He's like, here, have these ceramic turtle doves, which, like, I would legitimately hang these on my Christmas tree. They're, like, not at all kids' ornaments. You know what I mean? They're not, like, what you would give a kid as a Christmas ornament. But they're so beautiful. And he's just, like, it means eternal friendship. Like, I just loved this part of the movie. I thought it was so cute. I was kind of annoyed because he said to Kevin, you can pick any ornament on this tree, anyone you want. And then as soon as he said that, he was like, but here, this is the one that you should take. It's the two turtle doves. And I was like, sir, Mr. Duncan, you just said that I can have anyone on the tree. Right, Tommy? 
Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. Like if you like going to a restaurant and be like, you can have anything on the menu, but you have to order the meatloaf yeah. sandwich. He's Look giving his recommendation. No, but he literally, it wasn't that just. It was like, you can take anything, but you have to take this one. He was trying to teach the kid a goddamn life lesson. This kid is alone in a toy store and needs some life lessons. No. Turtle doves, you yeah, know? you have to take the turtle doves. There's no other options. I think Duncan just wanted to get rid of the turtle doves. Like, it was his least favorite ornament, so he's like, here. No. Here's yeah, I feel like they would be good. a good seller because, like, literally, you could give some. You know, what if you like you're in a long distance relationship or like you move away from home? You give one person one turtle dove and you keep the other. It's very cute. How am I the one who's like yeah. romanticizing <laughs> this right now? We're just like, no, 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 no. I want I options. options. Yeah, we do like options here. Yeah, you know, yeah. were there other twelve days of, of Christmas exactly. that we could have gotten? You know, like we're were there three chance unavailable. Yeah, where was the partridge and or pear tree? You know, like I yeah. have to take the total dose. I don't know. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm- five golden <laughs> rings is gonna look like the goddamn Olympic symbol. Like no one but wants that. If I want, if I want the golden rings, then I want to take the golden rings. Yeah, I don't want to be stuck with the triple doves unless I'm yeah. really set on them. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over. 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, well, uh, with with sweetheart Kevin, I did want to mention early. I think at the hotel earlier, he asked for consent to do a cannonball, which I appreciate. A kid that is like yeah. out there thinking about other people, like that's so nice. No kid has ever asked for consent for jumping in a cannonball when I've been near a pool. And his like I, he needs to get so that his parents need to buy him a new bathing suit because it freaking flew right on off in a cannonball. Yeah, it was the it was the biggest shorts ever. I was just like, whose clothes are you wearing? Buzz's clothes? Are these Buzz's uh, shorts? I I also, how did he get these? Because his bag was with his family. I feel like it had to be you like a pair of bathing uh, like a bathing suit that was in his dad's backpack, right? Mm, Who keeps yeah. a bathing suit in their carry on? Unless uh, unless he stole <laughs> it town. from maybe there's a, a scene where like he went to the laundry room and stole somebody's swim briefs. <laughs> he's a little he, criminal no but he has that i mean credit card fraud yes but i don't think we've seen him steal so i think he probably That's ordered true. them yes, had the you not go pick them up. the first <laughs> film when he got a toothbrush and he like he took it but he put money on the register for mm-hmm. it before he left this oh. kid is not a criminal he's a good kid mm, white okay. color crimes only like oh crawler crimes only. There are no. There are no. Oh, okay. Uh, so he is in tax fraud, but <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, they're victimless crimes or like steal money from a bank. No, he. In fact, he's preventing crimes later in the film. So right. Look at him. Um, I just like, don't of, like a vigilante shit. You know what's yeah, wrong with is- you? <laughs> what? Like I, mean, I we just- appreciate Batman as a Christmas movie, but we do we do have problems with his like his tactics sometimes. Vigilante yeah. is, is illegal. It is. Yeah, it's not all like it's not his sole responsibility to save the world. Kevin is just trying his best. He is, yeah. you know. I think that my favorite part of the movie was when he was trolling around in the Plaza Hotel. 
Yeah. That's you know? your favorite part? Yeah. I mean, no. he did you see the bowl of ice cream he was eating? Like literally, it was yeah, as big as my stuff. head. And I don't I, you would die. Like I'm pretty sure you would die. It, it's so weird. Ex- no, go ahead. Did he, to, did he have to pay extra for the scooper? Like the guy was just there. the room service guy he's like no no don't go don't leave (laughs) just more scoops please (laughs) i I did notice though kevin is so polite and respectful to literally everyone outside of his family i mean if you if he meets a random person he excuse me miss he meets the pigeon lady eventually he has a very like like he apologizes for being terrified of her like he has a very like uh, respectful conversation in the first movie with the with the snow shoveling guy yeah. everybody but his parents he can be respectful to it's because his family sucks i'm starting yeah. to see a pattern here yeah i mean very 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 true yeah he's a good little kid and he's just mining his beeswax like buying stuff at the store walks outside and the freaking wet bandits have somehow escaped prison I would have liked to see that side quest because, like, how these two morons, it was a fluke. Like, we all know it was a fluke and, like, somehow they were left unattended and they just, like, literally walked out or something. Like, there's no way these morons are getting out of prison without some serious fluke stuff. More of an explanation would be nice. I did see while they were leaving, it was one of those things where there was this, like, fake paper that blew into the camera. And there was a news article about it, so we knew that they did escape. But I don't know. Was it, Tommy, was it like, were they cleaning? Were they cleaning cells and they escaped? Do you remember? Oh, no, he froze. Yeah, I don't think he. <laughs> I was like, he really doesn't want to answer this question. <laughs> he, was, he was doing deep thought. Oh, he's that? there. <laughs> Tommy. I'll throw it to you again. Can you hear us? I don't think he's back. No, oh, he's back. His eyes are moving. I'm yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm gonna throw yeah. it to you again about the newspaper. Okay. Yeah, it froze right when you said Tommy. I'm like, <laughs> that oh, always no. happens. <laughs> Tommy, did you see how they escaped? Because it was in the newspaper, but I couldn't. I can't remember. I don't think they. I, I didn't notice, but I maybe they. I'd have to say they like. Has to be something with the with the wetness. Maybe they like got a really soggy floor. The guard <laughs> slipped. The key went flying. They grabbed the key and they ran out of there. I literally That's took a sip Genius. of my drink when Tommy says that to do with the wet. Do with the wet. Or was it the sticky? They did decide to have a rebrand while. And is it because if they go by the wet bandits, then people are going to know it's them. But if they stick to the sticky bandits, then be like, oh, it's it's a different crime couple. It's totally different. Okay. So I have a copy of the Chicago Sun-Times. Okay. Don't judge me. Perfect. Um, <laughs> and it literally says, wet bandits escape during prison riot. Okay. Oh, oh during so- a prison riot. See, it was kind of a fluke. Ooh. Yeah, they got out in a good time. But yeah, I have the whole article right here. There's a local manhunt ensuing. I believe they um they talked about a $312,000 fine. There's a lot going on Ooh, here. Wow. But yes, it's okay. definitely all in the Ch- Chicago Sun-Times. What episode of Orange is the New Black is this? <laughs> <laughs> also, the thing is, I feel like 
um, you know, I, we're all very lucky they don't have an origin story movie about Harry and Marv. I could see that very easily being a thing. But, like, they have to have been, like, lifelong friends or something. Because how the fuck is Harry putting up with Marv for this long? We're literally this man. This man wraps his hand in tape and stuffs it into one of those little charity bins that has coins in it. You're about to get arrested for stealing a dollar, my friend. Like, what kind of moron are you? Truly. Yes. Team Marv still. Are we Team Marv? No, Marv is moron. Team Marv. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Marv has had way too many concussions. Like, way too many. <laughs> so many. I mean, that's very like, true. Yeah, I'm sure his motor skills are being affected at this point. Like, I don't know if he was always an idiot, but after the seventh or eighth brick that he got hit with uh in this movie, I'm sure the, the man is not okay. How yeah, is he? And he turned into a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, like it's the poor Marv. He's going through. I, I I feel for Marv, but I don't know if I'm Team Marv. Yeah, Marv is terrible. I thought that we we were more on Marv's side last time. Maybe we were, but now I'm not. Because the yeah. sticky thing is so stupid. No, like, I think it's really smart. He, how many things does he just grand grab off of randos throughout this film? I mean, if he's having issues with fine motor skills, then it's really all, yeah. like he needs it. He's kind of a victim <laughs> in a way. He those things he stole. <laughs> he does. And I, okay, number one. I mean, once again, everybody who goes to New York, you leave Penn Station, you go everywhere, and it's the, you know, Salvation Army guys with their Santa hats and their bells and their red buckets. They're everywhere. And I know it goes to a good cause, but you know they're so annoying maybe we do need like a little sticky hand taking oh the God. sticky money <laughs> we should steal from charity steal from the salvation army you heard it here first this I, is I, why I thought... they put those tops on them now with just a little slit for the coins because of the and, sticky and, and a lock yeah and a padlock I, I volunteer with the salvation army every year to do this kind of thing at the uh outside of the mall here in town and I mean, it's locked down. Like, you cannot just reach your hand in there. I don't yeah. think I've ever actually touched the money. <laughs> like, Sticky bandits <laughs> ruined it for everybody. They did, yeah. Yeah, plus probably that Friends episode where, like, people are throwing, like, cigarettes and coffee in the Salvation Army bin. Like, they're gr- nasty people in the world. Mm. Um, So Kevin gets grabbed by the wet bandits. Um, Meanwhile, his family finally fucking notices he's missing after landing. Not even just after they get off the plane. They're at baggage claim. Tommy, it took them until baggage claim to realize their child was missing. Yeah, like, that made no sense. Again, from the beginning, we said it. The dad should have been the caboose. Like, how you let a kid be the last person in this? And then not noticing the entire plane ride. You didn't check on him once and be like, oh, is all the kids okay? Let me check to make sure everyone's... No. And then even then, the dad didn't even realize it until the mom figured it out. Literally, they yeah. hand the, the bag to him. He says it. Doesn't even clock that Kevin's not there. Yeah. Also, it's wild to me that the dad didn't notice his wallet was missing in all that time as well. Like, not the I mean, let alone the kid, but also his wallet. It's kind of wild. Um, and so finally, they notice. Uh, Kevin has the brilliant idea to go to his uncle's townhouse. Like he has this address. And so he goes there, but it's like totally vacant, undergoing renovations. That is going to be where all the shenanigans are going to take place later. Um, and then he finds Pigeon Lady who like takes him to Carnegie Hall. I was like, this bitch, mm. she got a high class taste. How does she? So she hangs out in the attic with a bunch of old instruments. And is pigeons. this is this in the pigeon the pigeons? <laughs> is this where she 
lives? I don't understand. I thought she was homeless, but... I feel like if you have access to the attic of uh, Carnegie Hall, you, you're supposed to live there, right? Like, I, yeah. I'm a, I mean, it might get noisy, but at least it's not 30 degrees in New York, you know? It's wild to me that there's not pigeon shit everywhere. Like, you're mm-hmm. hanging out with pigeons all the time. You're going to get shit on. Have you heard the conspiracy theory about uh, the pigeon lady's true identity? No. Uh, the no pi- there is, is a, a father fairy godmother. No, there's a oh. wild rumor on the internet that none other than Piers Morgan plays the pigeon lady, and this <laughs> is widely discussed because I just sent you a link. You can see a comparison of the two, <laughs> and there is a. There is a resemblance, and apparently Piers Morgan knows about this and has denied the accusations that he plays the pigeon lady. Um, Very funny. Can we justice for the pigeon lady? Because Piers Morgan sucks. The pigeon lady seems like a nice lady. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This has been like an ongoing bit for like ten years now. And uh, once again, like I was watching Home Alone too, and like Drew was like kept calling the pigeon lady Piers. No, and then I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then he told me this, and apparently it is a rate of raging rumor. And Piers Morgan does not like being called the Pigeon Lady. (laughs) Oh no, that's so awful! But she's so nice to Kevin. She like brings him to Carnegie Hall, and he's like, "Why don't you have any friends?" And she goes on and on about how she gives him like far too much information for this poor little 10 year old. She's just like, oh, well, I had like, uh, like I was dating someone and they like left me. And mm-hmm. so now she has like trust issues. And so yeah, she this doesn't is have any trauma kind. dumping. <laughs> yeah. What? It's it trauma really dumping. Like, I've never it's like heard someone- of this before. Yeah, Jess, it's like when someone asks you about your, your uh, like, when you ask someone about their day, and they're just like, oh, my God, they tell you about all the horrible things that happen. Like, I just wanted to know how you were doing this morning. Like, all you had to do was say fine and move on. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant trauma dumping, life. like, her boyfriend dumped her, and it was because of the traumatic. Trauma. I see. I know. <laughs> yeah. the trauma dumping in terms of, like, she dumped all her trauma onto Kevin. Onto Kevin, who's just a 10-year-old, and is just trying to do his best. I mean, you know what, though? If I'm Pigeon Lady, and I I literally have like no one to talk to and like yeah. a 10 year old kid is like hey how you doing maybe i'm trauma dumping too you know like she only she literally only has pigeons to talk to well that yeah. seems like a her problem uh, he, well he's the one being like a little therapist he's like hmm tell me more about that like he's giving her real advice and everything i'm like yes. all right cool yeah man. tommy yeah. who's a better therapist the pigeons or kevin <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think the pigeons. <laughs> Justice for the pigeons. Yo, know, they were they were in it for the long haul. Kevin yeah. comes and get, he's gonna leave. Yeah, he's not gonna be Are there for the pro support. Pitch? I think so. I've never had yeah. a pigeon do me wrong. Okay, so I remember one time when I was a kid, my sister was like super young, and we went to. Um, it was a double header. First, we went to the Rockefeller Christmas Spectacular, whatever, whatever. And then we went to go see Phantom of the Opera. And I remember standing on the ticks line and the pigeons started to walk towards my sister Miranda. And she, as a child, was screaming on the top of the lungs. She was terrified of the pigeons. 
and they were following her and she was very emotional i think it's the eyes right because like pigeons have wonky ass eyes and sometimes yeah. one will stare in one direction and one will mm-hmm. stand in another and yeah. then they do the thing where they stare at you and then they tilt your head and you're like what are about- they gonna fucking peck me to death like you don't yeah. know do i hear this other conspiracy what do you think about the pigeons are all robots what not in 1992 not in 1992 (laughs) those were authentic pigeons had to be what did y'all think about the advice that kevin gave her do y'all even remember what he was talking about um what the advice what what was he saying he said oh he said you because she was saying that she didn't want to she didn't try to get get her heartbreak again and he says yeah you know i had a nice pair of rollerblades I was afraid oh. to wreck them, so I kept them in a box. And he just goes on this long, like, soliloquy about, like, how <laughs> he outgrew the, the skates because he barely even used them. And a person's mm-hmm. heart and feelings are very different than skates, but they're kind of the same. I was like, okay, you're 11 years old. Like, stop talking to me. <laughs> so you think that the pigeons would give better advice, too, then? It, it would be a low bar because yeah. I just well, don't understand Well, the pigeons the aren't going to talk back, so they're just very good listeners. Right. Mm. Okay. I see what he's saying. He says, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So if you don't use your heart, then you're going to lose your heart. It's going to be too far gone. You're going to be alone forever. You're never going to use your ice skates or your roller skates. So you better start trying with people again. And I think that that's good advice for people that are afraid to get hurt after getting hurt and don't want to get into relationships again. Wait, so you do agree? You agree with the eleven-year-old that if you don't use your heart, you'll lose your heart? <laughs> just trying to justify we'll just it. Stop beating. <laughs> I, I just, I think it's a, it, it's kind of like the 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 Wayne the Wayne Gretzky code of like you miss a hundred percent of the shots. Uh, you, you don't, don't take. take like it's like it's like it's Michael like Scott. that kind yeah by, 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 <laughs> Michael Scott uh, but it, it's kind of like that though right because it's like if if you don't ever use your skates then then you're missing out on all those great memories skating and same yeah. with the heart you're missing out on all the opportunities I kind of see it but I agree it could be it's a Listen, he's 10. Like, what kind of advice do we expect him to be giving? He plays all these mousetrap traps. I don't know. I, I, I have well, some people are good at some things and not good at others. Uh, Kevin, yeah, so excellent trap setter. Emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Not emotionally intelligent, but he is good at trapping criminals. Exactly. And so he realizes, you know what? I should probably do a good deed. And so... Um, he knows like, oh, Mr. Duncan is planning on like donating all this money to the hospital, except Harry and Marv freaking Marv spills the beans in front of Kevin. Like he's just like telling him like bragging all about their plans. And so Kevin is like, you know what? It's time. I'm going to pay these two fuckers back. And he starts going to town on the townhouse, setting everything up, getting all these booby traps laid. And then while our heart, excuse me. Harry and Marv are robbing the store. Uh, he like breaks the window to set off the alarm and takes their picture uh, to get them like basically to follow him, which I felt like couldn't he have just called the police and been like, hey, there's two bozos that are planning on robbing this place tonight. <laughs> yeah. He's a vigilante. Yeah, he, that's what he does. He's taking matters into his own hands. He's basically the same as the concierge. He's he's a young Tim Curry. You know, one day he loses his grow up and, and mind Tim other Curry. people's business. Yeah. I also think that it was a waste of time for 
um, Harry and Marv to follow Kevin because they were talking about leaving the country. But they so even if Kevin had the photo of them and was going to go to the police with it, they were still planning on leaving the country following Kevin was just a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. You don't think there was cameras in the store already? It's like, yeah, like you, you've already, you're already exposed. Just get out of there. Just go into hiding. That's what you need yeah. to do. Don't chase down this kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're escaped convicts. They're already on the run. You know, like what else could, yeah. like, is he going to make you more wanted? Like, oh, they were wanted for breaking out of jail <laughs> and also doing home invasions. But now they're even more wanted for stealing from Christmas. Like, all right, you got, you got me, Kevin. I'm a hop thief. The, I think everybody knows. Yeah, hop on the plane, go to Amsterdam, live your best life. Just forget about it. It was about <laughs> revenge. It was That's ultimately what it was about. Well, they saw that little kid yeah. and they just remember all the, the concussions they got before they went to prison last time. And oh, yeah. They're trying to pay him back. It was all about revenge because they're like, we want to kill this kid. And also, I should say, the wiki for this movie is so funny because they, so this is how they describe Kevin, a rambunctious 10-year-old boy with a penchant for creating harmful inventions. inventions. And then they have Harry, a short, hot-tempered thief, and Marv, a tall, dim-witted thief. (laughs) (laughs) What reads on the thieves? But yeah, he lures them to the townhouse and like, Oh my gosh, these, these, so I don't know if we, Sarah, do you have a, like, which, which set of booby traps do you like better? Do you prefer, like, or see, uh, me, um, movie ones, like, booby traps, or this movie's booby traps? Mm. There are some similarities. Lots of similarities. I think that, I still think the best one I've seen was when Kevin created that whole party plan where yes. it was, um, a lot of different. I don't, he's were like they rings. He's like there was. He put a was it a Michael Jordan? Um, mm-hmm. like uh, what is it called? A cardboard cutout, like on yeah. a on a race car or train or something, going mm-hmm. in circles. We got a little bit of that with a blow up clown in the shower, Ooh, which is yeah. very fun. Yeah. So I think that. Um. Aside from that, I think it was mostly the same. I do think that. Home Alone 1 had more infamous ones, like, but it was, it was similar. Like Chappelle was saying earlier, lots of brick action, mm-hmm. lots of paint buckets. A lot of head injuries. <laughs> Tons of head injuries. And then if you remember, the one that we felt like was the most like egregious last time was the nail in the foot. Ugh. Oh, um, I hated that one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, now no. we got a staple gun in the face, but I and still in think the, and in the wiener and, and in the, the butt. Yeah. yeah, but I still think the nail on the foot is somehow mm-hmm. worse. Same. I, I, I agree, Tommy. I think my favorite though one of this movie is because he did the paint cans to the face last time on the stairs they knew it was coming and so then they're like playing it off like they got hit and then they're like okay let's go that was two of them and then he drops this whole ass bar down and smack not only smacks him in the face with it which makes him go through two levels of house but then cuts the rope on it so it falls on them after yeah i was gonna see that one too it was a classic because it's like oh they think it's over just you wait, you sticky bandits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think they got, I think the feedback they got after the first movie was like, oh, kids love physical, do more of the physical traps. So yeah. I feel like that's why we got so many of the like knocking them down type things in this one. 
yeah. lot of that. A lot of slip sliding on the floor. A lot of paint cans. So many paint cans in this house. Um, the electrocution was like the most extra, I think, of all of them. Um, because we get like he turns into a skeleton, his hair like flips out. Um, but like honestly, besides the head injuries, the these men's backs must be just like honestly so messed up at this point. Yeah. yeah. They're falling from like three stories, two stories. They just co- continuously falling. But y'all, my favorite, my favorite prank will always be anything involving that damn movie. The angels with a even filthier soul. Yes, what he yes. did in that hotel. I love that movie. I told you when I was a kid, I thought that was a real movie. I could not wait we to all find did. it. Yes. I only to grow up to find out that not only was the first movie fake, but this is the sequel to a fake movie. I was pissed. I was like, I thought at least it was the same movie. Nope. They created a fake sequel as well. Just to yeah. just to hurt me that was good that was really good and kevin was able to time it perfectly which is you know so perfect and uh entertaining and then of course you get the merry christmas you filthy animals which i think is one of those lines that are still super infamous and it's on christmas shirts everywhere still yeah like that... people say it all the time yeah i didn't and realize happy new year yeah, I didn't realize that. And also there's the the main song that was playing throughout this movie, the do 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 do. Mm-hmm. That I didn't realize was from this movie and I also um because it's a, it's a TikTok sound, but they have it warped a little bit where it's just like sloppy a mm-hmm. little. So I didn't realize well, that yeah, it was because from this. Will had pointed this out when we were watching it, and I did, it didn't dawn on me at the time because I was like, oh, my God, the score of this movie is, like, so amazing. Like, it's iconic. Yeah. It's John Williams. Of John course, Williams, yeah. who's done Star Wars, Jaws, um, two different Jurassic Park films, Schindler's List, Indiana Jones. Like, this man, this man is, like, he is the soundtrack of our lives. Like, he, this yes. is every amazing film it is him and of course like then you hear i don't know this the soundtrack to this is like also it's like christmasy but also kind of sad but also kind of like joyous at times that's what christmas is all about (laughs) i think that old land zine is the most depressing song that i've ever heard of the new year song (laughs) every single time i hear old land zine i literally want to drown myself in a frozen river is the saddest song in the galaxy It's so sad. I like it. Just makes me so depressed. You get depressed around New Year's Eve. It's I every time of rejoicing. I yeah. cry like every New Year's. Is this like a me problem? It sounds it's like, like a, a revival. Pipe. Yeah, it's supposed to be like New Year. Maybe it's like no. a, it's, it's like a goodbye to the last year. Oh no, sad times. But it's like a happy sad times. Yeah, it's supposed it to so be. So depressed because I'm just like, oh, like another year. Like things, you know. I don't know. It's so weird. I hate, I hate, like, but th- that's the holidays, man. Like, that's what happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just say, like, the, the, the score of this film, I think, they hit all the right notes. When Kevin is, like, sad and missing his family and, like, lost and, you know, all of that, like, they hit the right notes. When it's, like, joyous, they hit the right notes. It's just, yeah. like, it's so perfect. 
Um, and obviously, like, all, I feel like all the actors involved in this are also so, so, so good. Um, like Harry and Marv, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, like, knock it out of the park as Harry and Marv. Like, you hate them so much. But, Tommy, there's something we've gotten away from as a society, I think, in general. And it's like, we really love to, like, dimensionalize our villains now. But I, there is something to be said about a villain that is just a pure villain that you can hate. You know what I mean? Yeah, we need a little balance of both. Like, I love my villains that I can relate to, but it is fun to just have, like, you are a, a criminal. It is fine. Mm -hmm. This is who you are, it, 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 and that is what they are. Uh, and, you know, I, I think this movie in general does that pretty well. Like, it's pretty tight, and, like, the music is, is all very thought out. And the for I was actually surprised on my rewatch of, like, the foreshadowing throughout. There was, like, tons of, like, oh, set up this thing that will come up later on here, like, very thought out writing in, in this movie. Yeah, no, it is. And it's funny because some people would say like, oh, it's just like a remake of the first one. You know what I mean? Like there are obviously elements because we have the same villains. We have the same main character, the same like situation ish. But it is it is different in that way. I feel like the the messaging is kind of the same where it's like appreciate your family and your friends mm -hmm. and tell them yeah. you love them and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I, it does have a different vibe at some points. Um, and yeah, I just I really love how much I hate uh, Harry and Marv throughout this throughout this movie <laughs> yeah. and how much I'm rooting for them to lose. I mean, are, are they in the third one? <sighs> You know what? I don't know because I haven't seen it because it's trash. Whoa. Fake Whoa. ones, fake Harry and Marv, maybe. But they they got they kind of got like got got this. I mean, they almost got caught on fire by the rope. Right, that was wild. Like, okay, so did Kevin climb down the rope that was covered in kerosene as well? Absolutely, he did. He did. Oh he did. He did. Yeah. Well, he wasn't worried about it getting cut on fire because <laughs> nobody was down there to set on that. fire. Yeah. 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 Um, Oh, so I did, uh, we had talked about Home Alone 3 just a little bit, but, you know, I, I said it was in the news recently. It's because 12 years ago, or I mean, 25 years ago on December 12th, Home Alone 3 premiered in theaters. And although it got mixed reviews because it was not starring Macaulay Culkin, mm -hmm. the film would gross uh, $79 million off a $32 million budget. Damn! So, wow. Underrated, underrated gym, Home Alone 3. I know what we're doing next Christmas, y'all, as a family. Maybe that is the best Christmas movie, and we just didn't give it a chance. Just didn't give it a chance. I think the rest yeah. of us were on the right side of history. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So then finally, after all this time, Kevin calls the police and says, meet me in Central Park look out for the fireworks yeah uh will said the the biggest the what did he say the biggest inaccuracy of new york in this entire film was like uh actually thinking the police would show up for this <laughs> oh <laughs> no yeah the police like literally don't give a shit <laughs> that's the funniest thing they're like okay. have better shit to do than like <laughs> listen to some kid's phone call <laughs> on christmas eve of course <laughs> yeah so he, they like he so he's about to get them over to Central Park, but of course he slips and falls on ice and they catch him. And for whatever reason, they must be taking him to Central Park to kill him, right? Because that's where everybody gets mm -hmm. killed. Um, but he, they didn't expect Pigeon Lady to be there and they're already covered in like a whole mess of other crap. And so she just, I love the the sight of the bird seed just like whoo, in the air. It's so good. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> if I, when I as a kid if I saw someone feeding bread or something I'd walk to the other side of the street because of this movie I don't want bread, bird seed thrown at me Tommy 
Is the guy with the shovel in the first movie scarier than the pigeon lady? Yes, but like the birds, I think it's the fact that like I can't talk to the birds. I can't try to wiggle my. They just want the birds to eat. They're not going to listen to my pleas for for help. <laughs> They're hungry. They just want the seed. Yeah, like maybe I can convince the shovel man. I can't convince the pigeons. <laughs> if you were the bird lady, you could. Yeah. I, so do I have to become the bird lady to avoid getting attacked by the? Is this your future career? Is maybe being pigeon the pigeon man? man? Yeah. Like from Hey Arnold. Yeah, there was a pigeon man. There. <laughs> yeah, there was. Yeah. It's a thing. Maybe. I'm not opposed yeah. to it. Like, I could just give up my life now, become a pigeon man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Rebecca know. I'm out. I'm living my life as a pigeon man. <laughs> Will Rebecca be the pigeon lady to your pigeon man? And then right. you can both move into Carnegie Hall. It's the mark of true love. If somebody's yeah. willing to be a pigeon lady with you, you know, that's how you know you found the one. Maybe Is she in- home? Yeah, yeah. Oh, ask go ask her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's no, see. He, I mean, let's see really what is real. <laughs> well, since we're talking about it, Sarah, go ask Drew. Jess, I wait. <laughs> yeah, Will's not even home right now. I don't let's think see. he would join me. I, I'll I ask think him. He's much of a bird yeah. person. If I become the yeah. pigeon lady, I'll message him and see yeah. what he says. Would you he's probably gonna be, be a no. the pigeon man with me? And and Jess, tell Will if he if he decides to do it, I'll do it with him. <laughs> You'll become pigeon person. Yeah. We can have our own little society of pigeon people. Pigeon people. <laughs> pigeon what did Rebecca people. say, Tommy? Uh, I got a, a, a quick response. It was sure. Dot dot dot. Do I get free bread? So I, oh, I, I, she's a keeper. She's a woman that yeah. loves the carb. Yeah, she's so afraid of bread. We love taste. Okay, he read it, but he's not i don't even have three <laughs> dots yeah he's like i'm not answering he's like, not doing question. <laughs> will saw mine so we'll see how long it takes for him to reply yeah, yeah. i guarantee um, you oh he's typing i already first. have the dots yeah. yeah drew is fed up Sarah. He's so <laughs> done with like, me. like really you fucker i don't want to deal with this right Sarah, now how often do you ask similar questions to this? Are you the type of i'm so drew? offended so I Uh-oh. said, if I became a pigeon lady, would you be my would you be my pigeon man with me? Chappelle said he'd join, and he says, if Chappelle is in, I'm there. Yeah, I'm Chuck Flipper over here. You King. are indeed King. rude. Yeah, yeah. No, it. not even the three dots. He is done. <laughs> done. Whatever. Sarah, when was the last time you asked Drew a question similar to this? Are you like the uh, like? Would you love me if I was a slug? Yeah, you, I get. Uh, I give him a lot of questions like that, so he's just, <laughs> he's very used to oh very he's used over to just ignoring me. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so all these pigeons fly onto the guys, and they're like on the ground screaming. And then the cops arrive, and they're just covered in feathers. Uh, and of course in the bag is like, um, <laughs> there's the, the Polaroids of the guys robbing the, the toy store and a little like tape, like a little tape that says, uh, what the men trying to say they're kill They're going to kill me. <laughs> it's so funny. Does not he look like his handwriting at all. But he wants them away forever. You know, like he's like, listen, yeah. I, gave, I gave you uh, footage of them committing another crime. You already know they've already broken out. They're now serial like uh, kidnappers and they're trying yes. to murder me. I just think at this point they should never get out of jail. Yeah. But, they, but they do. There's so many more home alone. So it's like clearly the jail <laughs> system to. is. Yeah. Like how many times yeah. are they slipping out of jail? Oh, they're the slippy bandits. <laughs> <laughs> slippy bandits. My question is at this point, 
why doesn't Kevin say to them, hi, I'm lost. Like, I want to go home. Can you help me? He's still in the lamb, Jessica. What are you still in the lamb for what? From does he, credit card does fraud. He, yeah, he's running away from the, he can't go back to the hotel, you know? So it's like, wild, yeah. though. Like, and he, he did uh, also, like, fake gunshots, like, set up huge yeah. uh, concerns in the hotel as well. There's probably some repercussions there as well. I guess. Oh, that's true. I guess he yeah. did do that. Yeah, Which, that part, that him. scene is one of my all-time favorites, where, like, everybody has to get on the floor and grovel and say, I love you. And then he, <laughs> he starts shooting, and they're, like, army crawling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tim Curry is a very fast army crawler. Really I good. thought the same thing. He wasn't even using his legs. Yeah, he's really good. He's behind him. A lot of upper body strength. I'm, I'm telling you, that movie is what is everything we needed. That uh, uh, angels with even filthier souls. Because I'm, t- I'm telling you, when she's like, yeah. uh, he's like, tell me you love me, and she's like, you're the only duck in my pond, Johnny. I was like, yes. <laughs> <This is so laughs> funny. Johnny, you're the only duck in my pond. <laughs> Are you concerned that she's like going on like hookups? with uh his brother though the actress in oh, that yeah. movie yeah maybe i mean yeah, yeah that was the whole right? line in it yeah, yeah. i mean maybe Duffy, she got Al, shot Leo. at because of that <laughs> little boy with the gimpy leg everybody yeah she's smooching with everybody yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. with everybody uh so kevin decides that he now wants to go to the tree because he loves trees we learned this early on mm-hmm. and um we're still the mom is still looking for Kevin and is like tosses the police and as we all discussed the cops do not want to help anybody literally doing absolutely nothing yeah the guy is just like oh just wait for us to do our job as I sit here and do nothing yeah yeah it's not his under his department and then she realizes that he has to be at Rockefeller Center and yeah. we, they all go. They all and so, go. So yeah, he the the guy finally he drives her at the very least, and he's like standing at the Christmas tree, saying like I just want to see my family Doing again. A prayer. If I can't see any of them, at least my mother. Like I just want to see her, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. He was being a high mommy's boy. This movie. He's ten. He was very <laughs> into his mommy. No, I I agree. He was doing the most. Um, yeah. I, do you would your parents know where to find you if this ever happened to you, Sarah? Like, do, would they no. know to go to Bloomies? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where would my mom try to find me? I don't know. I did run away once, but it, it just was down the block. Yeah, you came back. I came back. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. No, my parents know me well enough to know it. Even at my old ass age. You can find me at FAO Swartz because um, I'm going to be standing on the big piano. Like, I'm definitely going to be playing chopsticks You're gonna by myself. You're going to be bigging it up. I got to. Like, if you have, like, listen, that was one of my first stops when I went to New York. I was like, I'm sorry. This is where go. I'm going to be. Yeah. yeah. So, not bad. Tommy, have you ever wished that you grew up into an older Tom Hanks? Tommy Hanks. It, Tommy yeah. Hanks. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but did, am I Tom Hanks? Or am I like Tommy, but like with Tom Hanks's looks? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like yeah. you. I. I mean, it's you, right? It's okay. you. You're just. You just want to be big. That's what I he mean, wanted. I've never been tall, so I, yeah, I'll do it <laughs> yeah. for the for yeah. Tom Hanks height. Yeah, you have to go to a. You have to go to like Coney Island or something and like talk to this uh, mechanical fortune teller uh, contraption. Have you Have you ever seen Big? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Is that I a saw- '90s movie? Is that on y'all's like watch I think list? It's in, I think it's the late '80s. Ooh, let me 
look. I know. It is 88. Boo. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? Never wow. seen Jessica. Okay, so yeah. So listen, Jess. every time you show me a Tom Hanks movie, he's an asshole in it. He's not an asshole in this movie. I don't he's think he's just a child. He's yeah. just a kid. So this is what happens. He's a kid and Wait, he wants you need to, to spoil it for me. I haven't seen it. Well, it's literally it's I mean, okay, fine. Never mind. <laughs> it, it was my first uh drive-in movie with uh comboed with chicken run. Uh, chicken, oh, run. chicken run, yeah, wow. chicken run. Wait, Tommy, then... you were alive in the eighties? I don't know. It was at the drive-in. Tommy was not alive. Maybe well, it was a rerun, but in my head, it was it was new release of. No, they must have done. They must have done like an old movie night or something, right? Because Chicken Run dropped in two thousand. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Being alive in the eighties is not the indicator that you think it is here. Like, is that we what were the alive? partners they were like? Let's put Chicken Run with this eighties movie. Band. That sounds like what they did. Yeah, it's exactly what oh, they weird. did. weird. That is very funny. <laughs> oh. No, Jess, you have to watch it. Y'all have to. No, I do. I do want to watch it. I do want to watch it. Yeah. No, I think well, eventually we there are we're in the works, and this isn't a spoiler because we haven't even picked what we would do yet. But there is oh. like a month we want to dedicate to like uh just missed it as we like to yeah. call them so like 2000s or 2001 movies and then like 89 88 movies where like they just missed the cutoff but we really want to watch them yes call me <laughs> yes oh i do i do want to watch that i do love tom hanks i just get upset when sarah makes me watch movies where i don't like him like you've got mail which is trash it was trash i say anyway you had to be there Ugh. moving on so also Mr. Duncan got like a note that Kevin left saying like, Hey, I had to break your window to like get the, them to stop robbing, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, Kevin and his mom reunited. It's very cute. Um, and then, okay, this is where I don't understand what the hell happened. All of the McAllisters are at this, like the nicest fucking hotel room I've literally ever seen in my well, entire okay. life. Yeah. We're back at the plaza. How did they the afford it? Did they afford this? Did they get some for free? No, okay, so they work? went there and then they pulled a Karen and said, how dare you let mm -hmm. a child check in? We are going to report you to the authorities. Oh. And they were ass kissing him and they were like, no, no, like... We'll we'll set you up in the nicest room. Like we'll take care of you. Don't you worry. That seriously, was like the penthouse. There was an upstairs. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a whole ass Christmas tree. Well, yeah. yes. Well, so then they all slept there. Nobody wants to sleep in the bed with Fuller. Is that what his name is? The Fuller. Kid? Yeah, because he drank three Coke cans before yeah. bed, and he's gonna wet the bed. This little so fucker. He gets the entire king size bed on his own. Everybody else is on the floor. They wake up and they go upstairs, and guess what? The entire upstairs is filled with presents, donated by the toy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, this family is filthy rich. They, yeah. they uh, like, let's just call it what it is. They probably could have afforded this this, this setup, even if they didn't pull a Karen, because they just flew. Well, I think last year they went to Paris, right? They took yes. fourteen people to to France or thirteen. Um, this time they took them all to Florida, only to then take them to New York, like without exactly. hesitation. I don't think that anybody's comping them fourteen flight tickets, so they are loaded. Exactly, and that's the thing, like. They could have afforded all those presents. They could have afforded the best suite in the plaza. But the rich people get richer by yeah. them gifting shit to them. Yeah. 
And there are the little turtle doves on the tree. Oh, okay. And... So this is the tea. I thought since Kevin was such a whiny baby mommy's boy that he was going to give the turtle dove to his mommy. No. Instead, he runs out. He goes to Central Park. And he gives one to the pigeon lady. And I like that. And it's like, that. we'll be friends forever. That was my favorite part of the movie. That was a surprise. Tommy looks dubious. Well, he's never seen this bird lady again. Like, <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> they're going to be pen how do you write a homeless person (laughs) central park new york (laughs) pigeon lady at central park new york lady who's stowing away in the attic of carnegie hall this is what he does he writes letters to duncan's toy store and asks that they get delivered to pigeon lady and this mr duncan loves kevin so he will do it no, she probably just has carrier pigeons who just like <gasps> she can yeah. train. I to love go that even more. Chicago. She probably yeah. dies of bird flu by next Christmas. Wrong with you. Also, I had problems with the presents though. Buzz was trying to be all the nice, be like, you can open it first. They pulled a Mr. Duncan where they like mm-hmm. say he has the choice, and yeah. then they, they all started opening the gifts. Yeah, didn't this, even this open them true. first. It's trash. Buzz sucks. Buzz is the worst. Literally the, the worst. I hate him. Yeah, none of these kids should be getting Kevin's presents. Like, present Kevin has done. Look, we were talking about him being a vigilante, and that may be the case. But he also did save the day single handedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that these are all Kevin's toys, and that his kid, his friends and family, and especially Buzz, need to get the hell away from his stuff. Yep. It's, were there even names on these presents, mm-hmm. or they were they supposed to be all for Kevin? It was just like children's stuff, like Shit, various what things. The, what's Uncle Frank doing with the toys? You know what? Fuck Uncle Frank. He's like, nobody uh, touched my part. presents. Uncle <laughs> Frank is literally the worst character. But I mean, Fuller's pretty bad, but at least he's a kid. Whereas Uncle Frank is just a fucking asshole. Yeah, I mean, he's Truth. literally laughing in that. I, I can't get the concert really lives rent free in my head. He's laughing with the kids at at in the beginning. Like he's awful. Oh Uncle yes. Yeah, don't uh, laugh at the little kid whose big brother is being a dick behind him. The only thing we have Uncle Frank to thank for is, like Chappelle said, that song. That's it. Yeah, I, I only I've only heard that song on that movie, and then cool. never again. <laughs> it yeah. stuck. It became a cool whip, uh, like commercial. But and you got to do that. And the, the funny words. thing, the funny <laughs> thing is, is when he does the like when he blows up the clown inflatable, he literally yeah. has it do the mashed potato, which is what Uncle yes. Frank is doing. So yeah. it's kind of funny. Iconic. It is. This whole movie is iconic. So I have a question for all all three of you. If we're picking favorites, are you which movie do you like better? Do you like the OG Home Alone or OG or, or Home Alone 2 Lost in New York? This is hard. Because I already told you this was very this is like a big movie in Chappelle's life because I like. I just thought this was what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to go to New York yeah. as a kid by myself, and then eventually I did go to New York by myself and just wandered the streets. I, but I had been waiting to do that my entire life. Yeah. So I I do appreciate that. But I think nothing beats Kevin at home with his like toys, because that's really what made the franchise work. It was the fact that this kid used everyday household items to protect his home. Like it, it felt like any kid could do this, right? The second movie, he's a trained assassin. You know, like he he be shimmying into people's <laughs> like uh, renovated homes and using kerosene and like blow darts and you know, uh, you know, fireworks. Like, yeah, and katanas. Like he's just out here like <laughs> a, a, like a trained uh, like. 
uh, mercenary. So I think the first movie for me is only better because of that. Because it's like, it, you don't lose the spirit of the movie, which is this kid is supposed to be home alone. Yeah. If it was called something else and he, um, like, uh, I, I don't know, anything else, would it be better? Because we we thought that he was going to be home alone. He's not home. Yeah, if it was like Secret Agent Kevin, you know, uh, like, then, then like I'm picking the second one because he's yeah. in New York and he's out here like we said, he's Batman. He's like a vigilante. He's out here doing the things. But in the first one, it's just like, it's a kid. What would you do if you were a child and burglars were coming in and you couldn't get a hold of the cops, right? Like, it's like, do you sit in your room and hide or do you grab your little uh, ornaments and put them by the windowsill so they'll step on them? You know, I think yeah. that is the the spirit of the movie. Yeah, I can totally see what you're saying. I think this one holds my attention better. Uh, I think that it's more exciting, but um, I do think that his uh, tricks are better in the first one because I guess it's new and fresh. Mm -hmm. And he really does use like everyday household items, which is entertaining. But I think like if I had to rewatch, I would go towards uh, Home Alone 2. Yeah, I, I think for me, obviously, I uh, I will say, watching it now, having had some distance from it as a kid, it was better than I remember. Oh. Uh, but I think the two, Home Alone 2 is a better movie, maybe? and then, But the first one is a better Home Alone. Like, it's a better, oh, like, yes. has the traps, has the has better um, better gadgets and stuff like that. So I, I am going to give it to one out of, out of, for Kid Tommy, this one's for you. This one's for you, kid, Tommy. Yeah, I agree. I think I like the original better because it is more about protecting his house. And it's more like um, a lot of the traps feel a lot more original, right? Just because they're, um, I don't know, they're, the, the traps feel more original because they're the first time we're seeing them. And so that, yeah. I think, is, like, a big thing for me. I do love New York as, like, a film location is always very magical, especially around Christmas time. Um, but I also, I really love Snow Shovel Guy. And it always it sticks out in my brain when Kevin is, like, hung up on that little hook and Snow Shovel mm -hmm. Guy comes in and he takes him down. It's very sweet. I love Pigeon Lady, too. Um, but, yeah, plus I love the buzz your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> iconic line. Iconic line. Uh, but yeah, I think both of these are very good movies. Like both of them are movies I would watch every Christmas. And they're just so there. There's something so charming about Lil Macaulay Culkin, uh, and something so terrifying about like uh, mostly Joe Pesci. Daniel Stern is not really scary to me, but something about a creepy Joe Pesci like sneaking around, especially when he has the gold tooth. The gold it's tooth, yeah, very creepy. Um, but yeah, these are iconic films. They're so much. There's so much fun to talk about. And we appreciate both of you coming on to chat with us about them. It's been a pleasure. I had a great time. Uh, and it's always good. Like Tommy, Tommy is one of the people who I first podcasted with when I started this journey way back in 2020. So it's always fun to talk to him. And of course, I love y'all too. So this is great. Yeah, that was my first podcast too. We're coming back together. Oh, oh, I didn't know that was your first one. Yeah. God. Yeah. It's a Christmas now. miracle. We're, 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 you know what? We're forming bonds. We're rebuilding bonds that were once broken. Rivalries are squashed. It's a Christmas <laughs> miracle. Yeah. As long as he doesn't have any mayonnaise, right, we're Ooh. good. <laughs> not, not today. Not today. But, uh, Thank goodness. Yeah. I blame Linda Cardellina for, for our feud. That's <laughs> no. Really no, we love Linda Cardellina. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we really do. Oh my god. Um. So, Chappelle, what are you up to? Where can people find you this holiday season? Um. People can find me on post show recaps mostly. I'm I'm just recapping the year and all the post uh, and all the post show recaps content that I uh, helped create this year. So, um, if you have missed it, you can go back and check the post show recaps feed. Um, to look at the year in review for Atlanta, Bel Air. Uh, the Walking Dead, and then you can also catch my coverage of Abbott Elementary. It's now after our midseason finale, but Gia Worthy and myself are, are covering that over there. Uh, and then on Rob has a podcast. We're still doing Netflix shows, and we branched out a little bit and snuck in a non-Netflix show this week. So catch that. Yeah, we we broke we broke uh, uh our our character for just a bit, but we had to cover some holiday you know holiday cheer as elsewhere. So check out Nothing But Netflix, um, wherever you get that. And then I think I'll be guesting on Silent Podcast with uh, with Gia to talk about the finale of Survivor 43. So it'll be Ooh. Gia, myself, and Omer from uh, Survivor 42 Ooh, to talk amazing. about the finale. Yeah, so it's a Fun. good time. And so uh, check me out in all those places because uh, that's where I'll be at. And then uh, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with everything else. What about you, Tommy? What do you have going on? Where can people find you? All right. Well, hey, uh, you can find me if you want. I don't really use Twitter, but hey, Tommy's tidbits uh, come come for some tweets sometimes. And then uh, otherwise, I have a podcast as well, Stark Wars, where we cover uh, Marvel and Star Wars content. We just put out an audio documentary we made about uh, Jar Jar Binks. We we deep dived the Jar Jar. Oh my god! It was, I, <laughs> was that I, brutal? <laughs> I became Jar Jar. It was a whole. It was oh, a whole. No. Yeah, like it, I, I went deep. <laughs> Uh, but a really fun podcast, really dived into it, all the different angles of, of that. And then uh, we're on a little bit of a break right now because there's no shows, but we're going to have our award award show uh, for, for the year of Marvel and Star Wars stuff. We're going to have that coming soon. So Fun. Amazing. Sarah, what about you? Where are you located? I'm here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So we uh, are mid-season five of Dawson's Creek. Um, I guess the, 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 the main header is that we are finishing up our coverage of Boy Meets World. We have um, done our season five, seven recap, and we are about to record our series finale recap. And then our coverage of Boy Meets World is finished for the foreseeable future, uh, which um, once again, we've had the two of you on since nearly the very beginning. So thank you so much for your support and for coming on every season. We love you both for that. And it's going to be like an emotional time. So if you want to listen to our series recap of Boy Meets World, um, I think Jessica and I are going to talk a little bit about like the origins of shit 90s, taught us shit 90 shows taught us just because our that was our first show women's world and you know yeah i've taken some screenshots already today of yeah. like us first talking about the podcast just so yeah. i can have references for the podcast yeah. very funny yeah it's, it's very, very gonna funny. be like a very um like you know a nice little goodbye since we started this in 2020 that was our first show it's wrapping up nicely at the end of 2022 so check that out uh, you can find us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Um, but that's about it. I'm on Twitter at the Just Sterling. You can catch me over at Poster Recaps covering Mythic Quest, covering Community, and covering the new National Treasure show, Edge of History. 
Um, so go check out all of those fun little podcasts I have going on over at Post Show Recaps. And beyond that, you can find me, of course, here every week covering a whole mess of crap. Uh, we're going to be finishing up Boy Meets World very soon. And Dawson's Creek is very fun. We're in season five of Dawson's Creek and we're enjoying it immensely. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all we have. So uh, to, to us and, and, and everyone else out there. I hope you have a happy holidays. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Whatever holiday you celebrate, I hope it's a wonderful, stress-free time. Take some time to yourself. Treat yourself a little bit. uh, And stay safe and stay warm. And we'll talk to you all next year. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me.